support till then. <laughs> Everybody turn your phones on silent. It's like a meeting. <laughs> Inevitably, one person doesn't. Yeah, right. <laughs> Always. You can crank that, man, while we're rolling there. There we go. Yeah, dude. I mean, if if we're going to give people a headache, we might as well do it right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want no half headache. Banter. Okay. Hey, guess what? What's that? We're late. Hey. Hey. (laughs) That's the way I prefer it. Yeah, exactly. I'm not comfortable unless I'm a little late. That's, well, yeah, fashionably late. Correct? That's what I told my boss, and he disagreed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to This Pink Cloud, uh, season two, episode eight is what we have figured out. Season deuce, episode eight. Right. Morning, everybody. Right. Uh, sorry for the uh, tardiness, but uh, you know we were having some. Uh, it was actually all Nolan's sure. fault because I'll, you, I'll eat this one. Yeah. Why not? Because yeah. <laughs> it's always Nolan's fault. What right? had happened was a cat was in a tree. Yeah, and I try. I was helping, and there was a baby and, and a fire, and then a fire. Yeah, of yeah, course. There's always got to be a morning. fire and a. A big car pile up. And it's a lack long story. Yeah, but all you really need to know is that I'm the hero. Yeah, and that you're here. And yeah, and everybody's and safe. I'm okay. And everybody's safe, safe, right? He said, "I'm safe." He's like everyone. He's thinking. About yeah, he's, yeah. Like, he's like, "I'm, I'm fine." I'm well, here. The people aren't concerned about everyone else, <laughs> right? They're I'm trying to. <laughs> they're only. They're only concerned about trying the to get talent. To the point, we're yeah. only concerned about the professor. He's over here, like everyone. As long okay. as the professor, yeah. they're sweating. Go. What about Nolan? As long no, as Nolan fine. is okay, and yeah. he has his little morning sippy cup with his coffee. Yeah. <laughs> well, out, people. Peace. Anyway, so uh, you might. I, I noticed that you had a beautiful shirt on this morning. Yeah. Well, I had one on, and it got ruined in the fire. <laughs> so I had right. to get this crap out of the back <laughs> of my trunk. There you go. But <laughs> but, but it is a Lone Star shirt. Yeah. And uh, they are available at DJKellyReverb.com. Really all, is a cool shirt. And all proceeds go to uh, This Pink Cloud and our lovely show here. And uh, speaking of that, we have the new shirt. Yeah. Uh, and I'm actually yeah. wearing the prototype because, you know, you got to be the cool guy and have the shirt before everybody else can get it. He probably won't even release this shirt. It's actually so the, 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 the front of it. That's the, the only one the, in existence. There's the front of it. And uh, here it is live. That really is pretty cool. A, so there, cool. Oh, there we go. Left, right, left, right, left, and then the back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, and then it has the uh, this pink cloud logo on the back. If you want to show that, there that's you such go. a good gym shirt. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, is it? It's a gym shirt. I, I, yeah, you is? sport that at the gym with the pill on a skateboard and rainbows and what? You know? <laughs> I know, dude. Well, You're turning think, heads. I think it's going to be. Heads. I think it's going to be big in the community as well. In dude, the with community the, with the rainbow. <laughs> not only, not <laughs> oh, only yeah, the true. recovery community, true community, but the pill is a little bit phallic too. Yeah. So, hey, you're you not know, wrong. You know, a little bit. <laughs> Isn't uh, everything a little bit phallic? I, I, I or is that just me? I don't know. I might need to look into that. I don't know. As as you say that with the microphone in front of your face. Oh, is that what this is? (laughs) (laughs) I just assumed it was a phallic statue of some sort. Right. Yeah, Yeah, of course. When we all three got one. Yeah. We all three have a phallic (laughs) statue award. (laughs) So enough of our rhetoric. I guess so. Yeah. Since it's taken some weird turns. Yeah, of course, as it 
as it has a tendency to. Jim Bob disapproves. Yeah, uh, Jim Bob says. Who is Jim Bob? Can I uh, ask? <laughs> you can ask. You can ask, but you won't know the Jim Bob until <laughs> you experience the Jim Bob. <laughs> no, okay. a, no, no, no. Jim Bob is a guy that went to Summer Sky. Yeah. Um, and he was actually after our um, our class, a- after our class, our graduating, our graduating class. class, and. But then I we got to be friends with him on IOP uh, via Zoom, and uh, you know he's just turned into my little higher power here. Yeah, uh, he's <laughs> you he's, know he's got no. He had a bobblehead, and I was like, well, I have to have one. Yeah, and he's a very a, a very he's a Texas gentleman. Yes, very southern guy. Good large old, man, good large old man. You know, person. it's so funny. He turned out to be as big as he was. I had no idea he was that big. Right, like, you see him on Zoom. And I guess and, I just yeah, assumed. he looks like this little old man, like oh, yeah, hunchback. And then like you see him, and he's like he's six, like six three or something. Yeah, like, he's huge. Yeah, so he's a, real, he's a real. Jim Bob is real and has a real. He's a friend of ours in recovery is the short answer, but he's just a good old Texas but he has guy. A bobblehead is the question. Uh, like, exactly, and I celebrate the fact that he does. Well, I think I think um, yeah, you know, I think it was like a like some sales swag or something. It was it business. was it was from one okay. of his former jobs. But yeah. I'm the only one with one, and then Jim Bob's probably got about 50 at his house. Yeah. Well, I love it. <laughs> Eventually, I'll get one out of him. When I think I'm going to get a friend for him, uh, like the Bernie Sanders with the mittens in the chair. <laughs> I think that's going to be next. Wow. Yeah. Or so, get you a Scott Kelly it. one. Yeah. Well, dude, Scott Some, Kelly, that would be good. Yeah. You gotta, yeah. Anybody out there with macrame and who knows who Scott Kelly is. There's that somebody on Etsy that can make one. Right, right, right. <laughs> Well, hey, let's while we're here, let's go ahead and plug. You know, while we're talking hey, about Summer Sky indeed. and all that good stuff, we might as well plug our sponsor, which is Summer Sky. Yeah, this uh, this mysterious place we were talking about. Right, um, it's where Nolan and I met. Where we met, where we got sober and, and uh, fell in love. And fe- wow, <laughs> wow, this is a coming out I party. I didn't know we were at that level. Well, but, I didn't know I was invited. I've, to I've felt party. it for a while, right. and the tension <laughs> needed to be. Uh, anyways, yeah, it's a treatment center. In uh, Stephenville, Texas, right. uh, inpatient treatment and center. And the address is right up there. Yep. www.summersky.us for the website. Phone number's up there, too. And talk um, to Pat Pat or Pat, Hi- Pat or Hikeisha. Patsy uh, or Hikeisha in admissions. But yeah, varying terms. I mean, they'll just work with you on anything, man. All they yeah. want to do is help. So, yeah. Good people. Uh, good place. You need a place to go, like a lot of us do to get sober, uh, give them a call. Cool. And speaking Sweet. of that, speaking of that, our guest here. Who is this? Oh, we do oh, have a guest. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> it is the one, the only Anika Cooper. And she is with Simply Grace House. If you don't know who she is, you're about to find out. You're about to find out. You're going to learn exactly. Yes. You're going to learn so, so basically. Anika, just in a nutshell, so you don't have to watch the rest of the episode. <laughs> she started a she started a five hundred one three C, which is a C three yeah. C three yeah, P-O. and uh, it's a nonprofit. <laughs> it's made it and um, it is fascinating. And I'm I have thrift store envy because she has yeah. her own thrift store, you, which is you have permanent thrift store envy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, is, yeah. that is the I mean, life. I would just yeah if I could ru- <laughs> if I could run a thrift store and that's it. I mean, I'm, you'd I'm be okay, hard to dude. negotiate with though. That'd be the problem. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think so. I I'm think you. Yeah, I'm a little. I think you. I'm a little proud of my merchandise. Uh, yeah, I think you'd you'd run too hard a bargain on a lot of folks and run them. Yeah, off. scare them yeah. away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you just yeah. gotta be like, hey, numbers. Let's 
let's flip it. You're like, yeah. no, that uh, broken, yeah. <laughs> broken swatch from the eighties. Well, hey, I started that way. I was like, I'm not coming yeah. down on my prices, and then it was like. It's a thrift store. <laughs> right. Let people, it go. People are looking for a good deal. Yeah, yeah. that's but the only see, reason. I have the I have the Bill Wisner integrity from Bill's Records, so I'm a ah uh, well you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I used to work at Bill's Records. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. But uh, so uh, anyway, so besides that, we'll get to all that excitement. But oh, Anika my. is here, and she is going to be our first. Two-parter. Do it. Two-parter. Wow. That is correct. Well, you've got a lot of fascinating stuff to talk about. Yeah. But uh, I guess we can start off by just letting the folks know about you and your story. Like, I mean, you know, basically where you went off the rails and um, huh. when, uh, you know, you you started to find recovery or what method you took. And uh, we'll we'll just go with that. Yep. Okay. So, well, ladies and gentlemen, the floor is yours, Anika Cooper. Yay! Thank you. <laughs> Thank y'all are something else. So I got invited. <laughs> I got invited to the coming out party. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I'm the first two two parter. I feel yeah. super special today. You should. And, and you should. you're a girl, so it's you usually should. a sausage party. In <laughs> is it? <laughs> yeah. Sausage. Most fest? of the time, yeah. I guess that's what so. my yeah, son yeah, calls it—a fair. sausage fest. Right. Yeah. So thank you for But for we are here me. for the ladies because we all know and love ladies. <laughs> we do. Well, we do. thank you. <laughs> okay, this is getting awkward. Yeah. Anyway, we'll move into my story. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for asking me to do this. I love talking about uh, the story and how yeah. like how it the transformation happened for me. Um I mean, the story of of the drugs and alcohol is kind of the same as most people's, but I started about 14. I found um, alcohol. Mm -hmm. Um, I had always, before that, my parents got divorced at a very early age. I always felt very uncomfortable in my own skin. I needed something outside of me to change the way that I felt. Um, Whether that be, I didn't realize it at the time, but I had addicted addictive personality way before I picked up alcohol or drugs. Mm-hmm. I was doing, um, I mean, I would eat in excess. I would drink Dr. Pepper in excess, which doesn't sound like a big deal, but everything sure. made me feel different. Like yeah. I needed something to make me feel different. So um, were you more than two, four, and ten? Yeah. You, you were like two, four, five, six, seven, eight, and ten? Yeah. No, because that's... What does that mean? I don't know. That, two, I'm four, just you don't know, to go along you don't know Dr. Pepper. Okay. You don't know Dr. Pepper times two, four, and ten? Uh-oh. No. Y'all have never heard that. Kathy, no. you know it. Is it like an old ad campaign they I used to run? No, yeah, there they were there times of the day when you were supposed to have when you were supposed Maybe. to have Dr. Pepper. Oh, uh, well, okay. I got them all in there. I just said two, four, <laughs> ten. Ten, two, four, whatever. Okay. So you're supposed to have one at ten you. in the morning, two in the afternoon, and then four o'clock. I got gotcha. you. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. bad. Yeah, I would I just do like six or seven at a time. I mean, I was like. <laughs> well, I know what you mean. I'd just do a two liter, man. I know what Let's you just... mean. Sim- similar for me, it's like I wouldn't have verbalized it that way at the time. I mean, I was yeah. a kid. Oh, yeah. But looking back on it, like when I would fall in love with like a sport, for example, it's all I would do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would wake up immediately, start playing that until like I had to be dragged to yeah. bed. Everything was obsessive. Yeah, yeah, everything. Everything was obsessive for me. It was over the top because I needed to change the way that I felt, which I had no idea at the time that I needed to change the way that I felt. But probably around, like I said, thir- about 14 years old, uh, me and my girlfriend, I was a cheerleader in high school. I was Miss Popular. I was voted Miss Popular every year. 
Like, that was never an issue for me, being social. But what I felt on the inside didn't match who I was on the outside ever, mm-hmm. right? Right. So I went to my girlfriend's house one night. Her parents left. And we were we lived in the country and, like, on off Saxe and Garland Road. Okay. And she had sheep. Well, she also had these little pink schnapp things, the little bottles, the pink schnapp. <laughs> I thought pink we were going to go into a mushroom story. Yeah, no. <laughs> I thought no, we were going to go into sheep and cows. And... No. Okay. No, but we, she offered me one, and I remember drinking it, and of course I drank, we drank all of it. That was delicious. And, yeah, it was, and it was good, but it also yeah. changed the way that I felt in a way sure. that I had never experienced in my life. Mm-hmm. I was like... This is what I've been looking for. Yeah, right. Um, and before I knew it, we were riding sheep in the backyard. <laughs> awesome. And yeah, I mean, it was great. It was amazing. And we drank <laughs> all of it. And then we drank probably whatever else she had in there. And her parents realized it the next morning. And, you know, we had a hangover. And that was my first real experience with alcohol and changing the way that I felt completely. Like it just, it did something. For it me, it yeah. replaced your Dr. Pepper. Yeah, I replaced right? my that, pizza, yeah. Dr. Pepper, all of those things. It like, it's more effective. Than yeah, it, right. it worked real quick. Yeah. And um, I didn't like the after effect, but it didn't matter at that point because no, the sure. feeling at the moment was what I searched for. The trade-off sure. is worth it. It was yeah. absolutely, yeah. yeah. sure. And then there, um, but um, then, I mean, and I get pretty graphic with my story, but after that was um, my stepdad had some uh, videos, like VHS tapes under a bar. Mm-hmm. Um, this was, you know, not at my friend's house, but at my house. And mm-hmm. um, I looked at those and I put it in when my parents weren't home and it was pornography. Mm-hmm. Oh. And that was pretty at a pretty, ver- pretty young age. And right. I realized that pornography also made me feel different. Uh-huh. Um, and so I would, I mean, I remember this like, it was crazy because I would be just like the the drugs and alcohol. I would look out the window to see if they were on their way home, so I could watch the pornography. Like it was like this. Sure. It was the high of of doing something that yeah. I knew I wasn't supposed to right. do. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, I would have been so, like, oh, jackpot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Back you, in the day, yeah. and you know what's you know what's crazy, and I don't want to go too far off topic, but like, so what age was that? Fourteen. About fourteen. 15. About fourteen. Right. Mm-hmm. You think about now with kids that have access to the internet, like if you're. You, you got an 11 year old at home that you just give an iPad to yeah. and let oh, hang yeah. out in his oh, room. Oh, yeah, it's the, insane. Yeah. And I've got two kids. The so. early access to pornography with um, kids today concerns me a little bit, too. But, anyways, that's a whole nother show. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> that ain't even exactly. this show. Exactly. Um, so, I say all that to say that, like, you see, I was very uncomfortable in my own skin uh-huh. early. Like, yeah. I knew that I was uncomfortable in my own skin. There was stuff going on at home. My, my households were split. I had my dad's house, I had my mom's house. Stepdad, stepmom, stepsister, stepbrothers. I had all of that right, going. Yeah. Um, but then I had high school where I was popular. I was, you know, all of these things. And I got inter- we started with alcohol and it just led to, you know, it led to more things. And it seemed like the harder the drug or the different crowds that I that I sought after were the different drugs, right? So if you were doing this particular drug, that's who I wanted to be around. Hmm. Yeah. Um and I remember, I'll never forget, I started doing acid, and I took a hit of acid mm-hmm. and went to school, uh-huh. and I walked in the school, <laughs> and there was no one there, so I walked out of school, right. and the, the principal was like, so where are you, where are you going? And, he, and I said, well, school's closed, obviously, there's nobody here. He's like, I need you to turn around and go back in there and go to school. It was completely full. <laughs> but I had, you know, I was like tripping on acid, so... Yeah. 
I started getting in trouble. Um, I can imagine the, this. Uh, this like this sounds like a Hillary Duff movie. <laughs> she does have a little Hillary Duff vibe. Oh my god, her. I hear it all yeah. the time. School, sure. school is the all worst the place to take acid. Yeah, it was about you know, and I just didn't. Every acid has it was a, done it at least once. It was but. a yeah. bad life decision. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I left. I, I, w- I went to school for one period, and then was like, nope, that's. Nope, it's too much. Well, it's this is not going to work. I'm out of here. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. start seeing like, and it yeah. just got worse from there. I started so the inner unmanageability that I had felt pretty much my whole life mm-hmm. started becoming outer unmanageability. Right. Right. Everybody started noticing, and then I was a cheerleader, so I need. I wanted to perform better than everyone else. I wanted to outshine. I always wanted attention. That hasn't changed. Like I've always sought after attention. So I started taking nodos. I found out that nodos. Oh yeah, the old nodos. Many thins, yeah. baby. Many thins, yes, <laughs> yes. Many thins and purple passion. Right. It was. Oh, wow. A great combo. No, it is not. Um, yeah, it was really no, bad. It, is yeah. it was really bad. It's delicious. No. <laughs> Only a sixteen-year-old body could handle that. Yeah. If right. I oh, if I even <laughs> attempted that now at forty, do they even have purple passion I would anymore? Just, I would just uh, deteriorate. I don't know. I would Ask just my turn sister. Into dust. <laughs> Yeah, no, like, they, probably, knows, they still have Boone's Farm. I know that. You know, purple they have a passion. lot cooler stuff today than they ever had. Purple Passion right. came in those yeah, the two, two liters. liters. Yeah. Uh, it was just yes. purple soda mixed with Everclear. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Horrible. It was so bad. You can't go wrong with that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that went on. I did uh, no-dos, so, many things, so that I could perform better at games. Um you know, I just, it, it, I mean, the list goes on and on. Mm. Um, I started stealing from my parents. I stole credit cards, went and bought, y'all are going to crack up, went and bought um, speaker systems and big tires. I mean, like uh, rims, and I did all that. Nice. Uh, yeah, now, did thousands. you have a truck or did you no, have a, I had no, a little bitty Honda? Oh, like a Civic or yes, like a CRX I had a Civic. or something? It was a white Civic, I think. Okay, nice. I got the system. I Hell played yeah. Easy E, drank my uh, purple bag. Like, yeah. I became someone else. I hung out in. So that's that's interesting. So you stole to get those things for yourself. It wasn't about like to sell to acquire drugs or anything. Nope, it was just to, nope. this to was keep not, a persona I was not going. Yes, yes. I, <laughs> oh, wow. It was really, and you know what? It will bring me to my biggest point of at the end, which is codependency. Okay. Right. And trying to please my friends and trying to look like something that I wasn't, trying to be something that I never was on the inside. Mm-hmm. But because you, I wanted what you had, I was going to become what you wanted hmm. me to be. Right. right. So, um, I did all that. I remember moments in high school. Th- these are like pivotal moments for me. In high school, I had acne really, really bad. Okay. Right? And so I remember hearing, you would be so pretty if you didn't have all that stuff all over your face. Ah, that's always got to be a, a morale booster. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was like, like ouch. Thanks. Because I couldn't do anything about it. Sure. So I was like, okay. So I would wake up and my face would be purple. I remember I didn't want to look in the mirror. Right. Um, there was just a lot of things that... I remember that I didn't realize were traumatizing for me at the moment. Sure. Some people might not have ever taken that as traumatizing. Well, I no, go, I mean, that's just traumatizing as a kid to have acne. I mean, that's yeah, just period. Well, yeah. and that, that weird, you know, part of your life where you're so uncomfortable in your own skin, that yeah. teenage part of your life. Yeah, it's weird. You latch on to these, like, think like you know one person told you that one time i heard it loud and clear oh yeah 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 you latched on and then you just had that replay in your head every day you woke up and you just had to deal with that yeah Yeah. well then you know growing up it was about my looks and what Mm -hmm. did i do and it was all about what did i do right so 
even, I mean, as much as my mom helped me and let, I mean, it was like, oh, your hair, you need to fix your hair. You need to do this. Like it's, it was always about, you really didn't have to have worthy. You didn't have to be worthy on the inside as mm-hmm. long as you looked the part. As long, as, long as you were, were presentable yeah. and like, yeah. Yeah. So I never really dealt with, I never really had to worry about that part of it. Right. right. So it was just a lot. How, all of how good things. of a student were you? Uh, C. I was yeah. absolutely yeah. a C okay. student. Cool. Mm. Yeah, it was, right. it was, it was. I didn't know if you were one of those people that could just be a total F up and then just. Yeah, oh, it goes, dude. It goes uh, one or the other, one yeah. of two ways. Yeah. Right. No, I absolutely was a C in high school. But then when I went to college after mm. getting sober. Right. I, um, graduated, uh, summa cum laude. Oh, so nice. it was like, uh, you know, I was reading sobriety that. does something to yeah, you. I right? don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, gives those, clears gives up those, a few things. Gives yeah. those yeah. brain cells a chance to breathe. Sure. Maybe. Yeah. So Change was, the priorities a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So there was a lot of different things, um, that happened. I barely graduated high school. I mean, barely. Um, did you do the work program too? Like towards the end, no. I, I did that because like no, I was, I was like, using, I so. could I could go AP or do the work program. The I was work like, program. I'll go work program. No, I didn't work. <laughs> uh, working was not my was not something I was interested. in. Right. Yeah. So I was I was interested in purple drink and listening to Easy E. Easy E with my music <laughs> like the thing vibrating right. Right. And being a pro, you know, I and by, let me tell you. So this started in high school. I started hanging out with a um, gang over in Garland and I didn't look like anybody that I was hanging out with so mm-hmm. I stuck out like a sore thumb sure. right. and I would be drunk uh, in their in their little neighborhood and the police would drive by and be like oh my god and Nico again so I have <laughs> several PIs I was in jail all the time yeah. I just didn't look like you know I just I, I wanted to fit in somewhere and I just couldn't figure it out right mm-hmm. I sure. couldn't I was never comfortable in my own skin well um I mean, I did all kinds of drugs and alcohol in high school. I barely graduated. Well, when I gra- when I got out of high school, I started dating this guy. I did start working out of okay. high school. And um, were you working at Express? Nope, I was working <laughs> at a car dealership. I was always oh. the front desk person. Oh, okay. I wherever I worked, so uh-huh. I worked at a car dealership, and I met a guy. And I was already into drugs and alcohol, but he, um, I started noticing that he, and I tried to go to college right away. I went sure. to a. a a um, community, community college. A little uh, that Richland, totally or where did you go? I went to Eastfield. Oh, Eastfield. Yeah, okay. or El Centro. I'm sorry. El oh, Centro. El Centro. Okay. And that lasted about a month because right. it got in the way of my using. Sure, of course. And, and so, nobody was holding you accountable for going to no, the classes. I no. discovered that as well. I was like, Yeah, no. School of wait, law in the college you system. Do, you don't. <laughs> yeah, have, right? You like, don't. <laughs> oh, you, you mean you don't have to show yeah. up? Yeah. You mean they don't call your parents? No, they already yeah, got your like, money. They're yeah, right. Yeah, I was like, no. So I, when I graduated, I, I started working, I stopped, I quickly stopped going to college and I started working at this car dealership where I met a guy who, um, he started, uh, taking my car and being gone for like several days at a time. And I was like, what is, what is happening <laughs> That's here? Not I thought he was just, yeah, I thought he was just maybe cheating or just, you know, I didn't know what was maybe going on. Maybe cheating, just yeah. something honest, like maybe yeah, cheating, yeah, maybe, yeah, right? Like it's not really that big of a deal. Sure. Well, then I started noticing his mouth move. Like, I just started noticing some things and come to find out he was smoking crack. And um, <laughs> I never smoked crack, but I started doing primos and okay. then started selling crack. 
And primos are, just for those, the layman terms. Oh, sorry. No, Would you it's, like to jump in, Nolan? No, or, this is her story. Uh, okay, she go ahead. Define so, the primo. So, um, primo is heroin. I mean, not heroin. It's crack and marijuana, and I would smoke it mm. um, because I didn't like the way that his mouth moved. So I was like, yeah, I don't want to, like, he would do this whole thing, smoking <laughs> regular crack. So right. I was going to dumb it down a little bit. Primo. <laughs> just so I didn't get the yeah. mouth ticks. And, and you know what? It's, it's, the, it's the same thing, but... You yeah. can tell yourself it's different because primos are like in rap songs. <laughs> and, you know, you know, that's that's well, it different. didn't hit I'm, as hard. I'm smoking primos instead of I'm smoking crack. Yeah. So, yeah. But sure. yeah, you're just putting so, it in marijuana. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that was happening. I started, you know, um, and it all like when I look back, guys, I mean, after being sober for a very long time, looking back, it was all based on my codependency, like selling mm-hmm. crack, like driving around with trunkfuls of crack you know taking it to all these sketch neighborhoods um it was all to please somebody mm-hmm. right it wasn't sure. it, it was all to make somebody else happy and like me like mm-hmm. just like me just yeah, love yeah, me yeah, just yeah. love me right sure so i started doing that um and at one point my one of my family members my brother which everyone knows this brought some uh cocaine over to my apartment okay and this is where it took off this is where it really, my addiction, I was 17, um, and my addiction, like, flew off the rails. Right. I uh, remember doing, you know, doing some coke, and I remember the feeling of I will never not feel like this again in my life. Ah. Ever. It this had is you how hooked, I like, feel. was it, like, the first time? The first or time. Yeah? It was. It was just instantaneous, It was instantaneous, huh? and um, quickly after that, um, and my brother and I used together, and there's a whole story behind that, but. Um, quickly after that, I was introduced to meth, you know, meth, mm-hmm. um, which at the time much, was called a much, crank. A much cheaper alternative to cocaine. And yes. lasted way longer. Sure. So we started, we found out that it helped you sexually. And so we would, you know, as a couple, it was like this um, sexual thing on mm-hmm. the weekends. Sure. Well, he stopped doing it and I couldn't stop. I mean, right. it was the other stuff I was able to like, you know, kind of dabble with it and. I mean, it was a constant thing, but it wasn't anything where there was one thing that I had to have Uh, all the time, right? It hadn't, that obsession for one particular drug hadn't kicked in. So um, once I found meth, he would stop doing it. I couldn't. Every job I had, I lost. Um, I remember this is where it started, you know, getting to the point where it was bad. I started, I would have envelopes where I would put my money, some of my money from my paycheck in that Mm -hmm. envelope and be like, we have to pay bills with this money. Right. We have to. Before, I mean, I would go get some some meth, and before I knew, I mean, not even 12 hours later, I was going into that envelope, your envelope, his envelope, their stuff, your stuff. But hey, hey, at least you were organized about it. You had envelopes. I'm not even, and that's the thing is I'm like the least organized person in the world, so people that know me are like, you were trying to like be organized with it? Uh, It's it's so crazy, because at the time when you're making that envelope and setting that money aside, you 100% believe believe this is four bills, I'm not touching this. Not touching it. And I don't care how many times Mm -mm. you go and Mm -mm. back into that envelope and get the money out. It could be 100, 500 times. Every time when you make that envelope, you believe you're not going to mess with it. It's the delusion behind addiction is so right. Crazy. It is insane. Yeah. And it well, I but I thought, I, but I also thought you had your thriving side business going on selling crack out of your trunk. I didn't make any money. Oh, I told yeah. you it was for someone it was just, else. Uh, it was just enough. It to, was to provide what we needed. Sure. And 
I mean, I didn't make any money. I totally everything that I did. And you'll, I mean, as you my didn't listen to Easy E then. No, I was said, not. Don't listening. get high on your own supply. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, it's actually harder to make money selling drugs than you think. Yeah, it really yeah, is. I had you, zero you, desire for to make one, the money. It helps to not be an addict, right? Like if you're an yeah, addict, I yeah, think, you're done. I don't think you're going to make any money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it beats the alternative at the time of you know selling my body for it, right? Sure. So yeah. it, it worked out, and I was dead. You know, it just was. I look back, and I just it was only by the grace of God, like seriously, that I'm even alive. But anyways, um, so the meth. I started doing the envelope thing. That was a big mm-hmm. thing for me. And then I was like, okay. So it was only on Fridays and Saturdays for a while. Fridays, we would do them and then it would last, you know. Well, then I was like, okay, this is not working because I'm doing it all the way until Tuesday and Thursday, Wednesday and Thursday. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is we're only going to do Saturday nights. Uh. <laughs> it never, <laughs> ever worked. And I remember the by the end of the meth use, uh-huh. I... Had zero furniture in my apartment. Boyfriend got kicked out because I needed to move my supplier in. Um, mm-hmm. We had a, the door was off the hinges because we would lock ourselves out. Um, <laughs> it was just like the thought of it, and like even talking about it, like yeah, it's very it, emotional. Yeah, for me because sure. It was such a dark, dark, dark place that I remember. Like, we would be out in the pool, like, in these apartments. It was these apartments off La Prada Lane in Garland, mm-hmm. off 635 with the big windows, I remember. Sure. I would sit on the on the, um, on the the sidewalk, like the curb, for hours, y'all, hours watching cars go on 635, right? Um, and I would see people with their little briefcases. They were so cute, <laughs> leaving at 6 a.m., oh. like, going to do this thing that I just didn't understand. It was light <laughs> yeah. outside. I hated, yeah. I hated the light. Yeah. When it went from the dark to the light, it was like this impending doom feeling. It was yeah. like the roach you need to crawl back yes, under. Yes, yeah. Like, yeah, kind of. Yeah. That's how you feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would, I, the, the girl who would supply me, she moved in and, she started, like, she had been doing it for a lot longer, so she could eat while she was using meth. I couldn't eat. Wow. But she would also be able to talk to people on it. And I, yeah. which for me, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't right. want to talk about real life, like, let's party, let's do all that. Sure. But she would call her mom every time we had just gotten high, and she would call her mom. I was like, and, and like, looking back, I realized, like, I was, a, I was using to escape all reality. Mm-hmm. All reality. Sure. Don't, talk about your mother don't talk about like real life stuff so eventually i just started getting high by myself i was like i can't all i can't yeah you know but i would let the people come over because um they had the drugs they had the drugs (laughs) right and i didn't want to have to do anything to get the drugs so i didn't work and it was the crowds completely changed right the people i hung out with Uh the people that i hung out with could not you did not have jobs Right. Like we literally just used <laughs> your job was my job was crack. to use meth. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. It was meth. meth. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so um, the meth use got to the point where one of my turning points was my grandmother came over for my birthday, and I wouldn't really let my family come over because I was just I just didn't want to deal with it. And mm-hmm. I mean, I was a shell of a human being. I like literally had nothing on the inside. It was just. I was just doing, but I thought I, let me just throw this out there. I thought I looked amazing at 85 pounds. <laughs> I thought 85 pounds, I'm yeah. killing it short. I had holes in my skin, uh, yeah. holes in my arm. Yeah. I mean, I had holes cause there were bugs oh, yeah. all over me. I had the, to get them out. We could, we could spend time talking about that. That is a, 
you know, a lot of times in recovery, they talk about the men stick with the men and the women stick with the women. Mm. And that is a big reason why there is this crazy delusion in, you know, um, females, especially stimulants that, you know, when they get down to that crazy low weight, they look great. Yeah. And then when they get sober, obviously, you're not going to stay at 85 pounds because yeah. your body's not supposed to be there. Uh huh. Um, and then they but, start the eating disorder. And they start eating disorders yep. or relapsing and things like that. Like, I'm 110 pounds, I'm fat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's and a it's a bad thing. deal. It's a, yeah, ugh, yeah it's a bad yeah, deal. It gets, um, but I really thought I looked good. And so I, and I also thought I was a newscaster, just to throw that fact <laughs> in. So I'd walk around with a fake microphone I love. as we were getting high, and I would talk about the weather and I would talk about what's going on. <laughs> yes, and my Man. friends are like, what in the world? <laughs> I mean, and there were people following me. There were, in my mind, oh, there yeah. were cops everywhere. Oh, yeah, everywhere the shadow people me. or? No, oh, cops. Okay. Cops, okay. And I came to find out, like, several years, about 10 years after I got sober, I found out that everybody in my apartment, the day, the week after I, my whole story turned around, uh-huh. we did get raided. Oh, wow. And we got in a lot of trouble. Yeah, it was, it was, I'm telling you. Um, so my grandmother wanted to take me to dinner for my birthday. I had no time to go to dinner, so I allowed her to take me to Burger King. Mm-hmm. And a pivotal moment for me was my 80 or my 75-year-old grandmother having to walk me up the stairs because I was so weak. And so, uh, and I had to hurry her up. I'm like, hurry. And this is a woman, y'all, who was my life it's who simply grace is sure. ever. she was my life but i cut her off. i was like i i just i had no humanity anymore there mm-hmm. was a, i was an animal you know right. i was literally an animal so i stay i had been up for two weeks mm-hmm. i smoked some weed to try to come down so that i could be up for my birthday because mm-hmm. i knew i couldn't last anymore because i had started getting um uh cramping or sure what it's called when you i had started anyways yeah so I smoked some weed, passed out in the bathroom. I had locked the door. They had to break the door down. Um, my supplier uh, had broken the door down. And when I woke up uh, on my birthday, or the yeah, the day before my birthday. What birthday was this? August 7th. No, uh, My 19th birthday. Oh, 19th. Okay. Yeah, it was my 19th birthday. Uh-huh. And I woke up and asked him to give me more uh-huh. after I had passed out and almost died. And he's like, I, I can't. Right. I can't do this sure. anymore. Um, and so I... I my car that I had, this is funny because the car that I had didn't start anymore unless it was an automatic, I mean, it was a stick shift. Oh, unless so you I had pushed to roll it. it yeah, down. yeah, yeah. So I'm like 85 pounds rolling this thing down because I needed to get to my grandmother's because that was my safe haven. <laughs> Using the flint, uh, the uh, yeah, Flintstone. Yeah, the Flintstone. Yeah, I was like this, right yeah, like trying to get pop, it. Pop the clutch. Yep. And the reason I say that is because when I got the car, it was beautiful. It was you know, my, my inner unmanageability hadn't yep. hit it yet, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Car, but cars had, can die from addiction, too. They yeah. absolutely <laughs> die from addiction. Like, the, the broken windshield. I mean, it was all... You could tell. You uh-huh. could see the, mm-hmm. the you could disease see, of addiction all over it. You could see the meth. <laughs> oh, yes. The methiness. Registration the sticker out. Oh, I mean, every, all, all of it. that. Yeah. All of it. So I make it to my grandmother's. <laughs> There um, had to be at least a, like a, a rear view mirror like removed. It was hanging. Yeah, hanging. with tape. Yeah. It was tape. Oh, ta- well, of course. I'll tell, you, tape. Yeah. I'll tell you. <laughs> I had a car. Just real. I had a car that had. Um, I, I bought it um, from a friend. Uh-huh. And the day before I bought it from a friend, someone tried to steal the stereo out of it. That was just coincidence. <laughs> that actually had nothing to do with the crazy unmanageability yeah. that was my life. That was just coincidence. But they tried to steal the stereo out of it. 
couldn't, but like blew some fuses and stuff in it or whatever, <laughs> and and had broken a window. And I, you know, money goes to drugs, not fixing cars. Right. So um, I had to jump this car every time I started it, and <laughs> it had no window for a little while, and had gotten rained in, and was like uh, mildew smell. Uh, perfect. It was. It smelled so bad. I, this is how bad it smelled. Um, <laughs> I, at the time, I would go and hang out with uh, the homeless, a couple homeless folks in uh, Austin, and we would do drugs all day or whatever. Yeah. And these are proper homeless people. They don't shower or sure. anything or whatever. And the oh second, God, don't tell me the this. second he got in the car, he was like, "Bro, it stinks in here." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, when a, when a, 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 an eighty pound homeless guy named Oscar, Oscar. tells you tells you like you stink. You're, yeah, you, you got problems. Yeah, your car problems. is uh, past the point of yeah. return. Yeah, right. old Mazda That's protege. A, I ended up just a, leaving it in some apartment complex. Just abandoned. Yeah, not yeah. worth anything. Yeah, I don't even just leave the keys to on top or yeah. in the ignition. Why not? But yeah, I'm out. <laughs> Sorry, go That's ahead. okay. No, yeah, I love no, it. I it's good for me. It, it, it reminds me of a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, so I went to Grandma's house to get you know, revived or whatever, Mm -hmm. take a quick shower, go back to doing what I was doing. Um, which now is one of, it was my very first simply grace house. So the place where I found refuge is the same place. Awesome. A lot of the women, uh, simply grace. So you actually purchased your grandmother's house or, uh, it's a long story. No, I lease it from my dad. Okay. It's a long, I I didn't even know that that was the house I was going to use when I opened simply grace. Uh I had no, it took a year and a half later. So, um, I went to my grandmother's house to get some rest. They asked me if I wanted food, blah, blah, blah. So I did that. Yeah. And I, um, my mom called me during that time and said, do you want to go eat or um, shopping for your birthday? Because they knew that was the only way that I was going to be willing to <laughs> right. Yeah, they got to get a part- something. To yeah, participate. Yeah, yeah, you had to, yeah, it's messed you had to up. be bribed. It's messed up. But yeah, of course. I yeah. got it. Yeah. So I, I said, okay, I'll go shopping with you, but. Before I go back to doing what I'm doing, I'll go shopping with you. Um, so we go to eat at this uh, Mexican restaurant off of Ferguson and 30. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And I yeah. forgot the name of it, but it was where my dad's landscaping company was. El Chico? No, no, oh. no, no. It wasn't a... It was so a family... grandmother's house. Yes, right that's where there. my grandmother and aunt live. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. It's in Lake Highlands. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's where I grew Lake up. He's in I Lake live Highlands. in Lake Highlands. Yeah. Yes, I right. love that area so much. That's it's where cool. my first house is. So... Cool. We went to go eat, and we're, you know, it was me and my mom and my stepdad, and we're talking. And um, I said, okay, let's go to the mall. So before I know it, we're pulling up, but I, it was a big building for sure, but it definitely was not a mall. It was Timberlawn <laughs> uh, Psychiatric Hospital down the street. The old Samuel. switcheroo there. So I jumped out of the car like uh-huh. any normal person yeah. would do. It's time yeah. to run. Yeah. So I got, I jumped out of the car as it was rolling, uh, or as they were driving, and my stepdad. Went and picked me up, like you know, like a little aunt. Like you're not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. By yeah, the way, like, eighty-five yeah, pound young lady. Yeah, we're not doing this. So, <laughs> I ended up. I said, okay, I'll go in and do the evaluation, but they're going to tell you that I clearly have no no problems. issues here. There's. No I mean, maybe problem. I'm doing a little too much meth, but <laughs> right. the marijuana and all that's not a problem. Sure. The whole, you know, the thing, and um. And I believed it, y'all. I believed that with all my heart, that I did not have a problem. Mm-hmm. So I go in to do the, the um, whatever you want to call it, the assessment. The, yeah, and the sure evaluation. enough, I don't know how they figured out or they came to this conclusion that I needed to stay and I had a problem, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but they did. And I ended up 
being in there for a few days, the biggest part, you guys, which takes me back to my codependency, uh-huh. was that I had to leave boyfriend who I knew was going to cheat on me. He was in yeah. the world alone without me. Right. And he had time to cheat on me, and I'm in treatment. Like, I can't check on him every five minutes. Yeah, sure. if you're, if that you're not. That was a big. Like if you're not watching boyfriend, boyfriend ooh, cheats. Boyfriend Everybody cheats. knows that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Everyone cheats. Like especially, I mean, of course they do because I'm dating married men. Like sure. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so, anyways, um, that was a big thing for me. A couple days into it, I you know told my mom that I hated her. I said I hate you. I think that you're the worst person in the world. And something that she said to me, I'll never forget. And I tell it every time I tell my story. Is she said I'd rather you. Um, hate me than to watch you die and you're dying right now sure and um, so thank God for that I thank God for her strength every day Mm. and um and, and that's why I tell people. Just total denial. Oh, yeah, of, I didn't. Yeah, you yeah, were like, I don't have I'm, a problem. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you're an idiot, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Um, and um, so that's why I tell people today. Like, I'll have people call me and be like, "Well, they're not ready. They're not ready yet." So I'm not going to put them in treatment. Right. That is not my story. Mm-hmm. I was not ready to go into treatment. I had zero desire. Did sure. not even think I had a problem. Addiction was the furthest thing from my mind. I was 19 years old. Yeah. This is just what teenagers do. Hmm. Um, and I've been sober for 25 years. Mm-hmm. So that's a lie that yeah. someone has to be ready. Yeah. yeah. Is that sometimes the case? Absolutely. Is it the only case? No. No. Yeah. There are no. stubborn, there are stubborn people and I understand that mentality. I really, really do. But at the, at the heart of it, this is life or death in a lot of cases. And I mean, is this a disease or not? If it's a disease, then that person has it. How they feel about it doesn't matter. Right. Let's get them some help and hope for the best. You know what hope I mean? Like best. you wouldn't do that with someone that is dying of cancer. Yeah. You wouldn't say, be well, like, they're not ready. Well, it's only yeah, stage not two. Ready it's only stage, stage two, two, and they don't really to want to mess with the treatment right and now. Then so. I love that. Yeah. I love how yeah. you worded that. That is amazing. And so I tell people all the time, no, that's not that's not the truth. Mm-hmm. The truth is, well, let me say. It's not my truth. Mm-hmm. My had sure. my mom been like, well, let's just give her some more time. Well, sure. I mean, your situation is kind of similar, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I didn't think I had a problem. It was everybody yeah. else's problem. Yeah. And I mean, I was I was good at what I did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just the whole, you know, the whole passing out and yeah. uh, you know, maybe possibly stop breathing thing. Yeah, and, sure, there's a couple and, wrong turns. I mean, you know, tiny in the big scheme of ta- things, right? Yeah, taking insulin for diabetes <laughs> that I've caused, you know. I mean, I got this, man. Yeah, but no, I can totally relate to that because I wasn't ready. And even when I went into rehab, it was just like, uh, okay, I'm kind of doing this not really for myself. And yeah. then, but it, it, it was amazing that window of clarity, the 30 days that I had, that changed my mind. But I, you know, I'm, I'm also 50 years old. So <laughs> I mean, it's a little bit different than a 19 year old mind. Yes, yeah, but it can be. The, yeah. That's part of the story that I always tell too is I'm sitting in this detox with people who are in their 50s and 60s, you know. Sure. One of them was a very large DJ, a mm-hmm. very large news. Uh, person. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Very. And you were the newscaster. And I was, well, yeah, I was <laughs> a little you jealous. Try, were you trying out? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I should have. Hey, by the way. I think I had forgotten oh, about it by then. It's, it's sunny outside. I've been working on my newscast. <laughs> I show you. So, unfortunately, he ended up passing away of alcoholism. But mm-hmm. but what I remember clear as day, and I had no belief in God. Let me be real clear. I did not believe in God. Did not think there was anything bigger than me. Mm-hmm. Wasn't. I just didn't care, right? Yeah. Now I know 
way different. But while I was in there, I remember clear as day being like, what in the world are these? Because these people were in their 50s, 40s, and this was like their 10th, 15th, Mm -hmm. 20th time in this process. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, Jesus, I do not want to be here at 50 years old. And I just remember that thought. I still wasn't like convinced. Mm -hmm. I started having... um, um, like withdrawals, I started uh, craving a sure, lot. I started, sure. and I was like, "Well, this is weird." So I started have you know a lot of different things. I started having, I started noticing that okay, there might be some issues here. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, then I got out. They I, they told me um, it was time to go after seven days. My right. insurance cut out. So at yeah. nineteen. I'm oh, only so you only had days. seven days. Wow. Seven days. They didn't in even detox. give you the full detox. You no. just got seven. Seven days. And... They were like, your insurance is out. Wow. But this counselor was like, I think you need to try this sober living thing called Oxford. Okay, okay great. All right. And yeah. which they're still around. I was around. like, I yep. am not. Oh yeah. I was like, I'm not doing. I'm not. Boyfriend cannot be without me. <laughs> yeah. I, it's already I mean, been it's, seven days. It, this yeah. is seven days. It's been a long time. But let me tell you, I met my other husband in rehab. Yeah, like, sure. never got married, but he was my boyfriend, even though I had a boyfriend out here. So he was my re- re- rehab romance. We continued that for a little oh, while. Yeah. Um, so I went to Oxford. Mm-hmm. And what I didn't tell you guys, which I think is very important for anybody listening to this, I had an abortion with this guy. Mm hmm. Right when my disease, right. So I was telling y'all about the meth took off. Mm-hmm. It was right after that. Mm-hmm. I had I had an abortion because I was pretty much told that if I didn't, I would be cut off completely. And um, I had to go through the whole process of seeing the screen and I had to see all this stuff. And it was for an 18 year old. It was extremely, extremely traumatic. Mm-hmm. Oh, of so course. the meth use went at an all time high. Um but when I went into this Oxford house, I sat down. I was 19 years old. First of all, they denied me. They said, she's too young. Hmm. She's too. She's never going to make it. We're right. not going to be able to. We've got other people. And my mom called him back. and was like, you have to let her in. Mm-hmm. They let me in. They had their like weekly meeting. And we were sitting there. And they all shared. And they were like, you want to share? And I remember just like bawling and saying and telling him I had an abortion. Mm-hmm. And I remember tell, like it just came out. Mm-hmm. Right. And I just remember being this scared little girl that was like, what am I doing here? with?" I mean, because everybody in this house was like in their 40s, 30s, yeah. 40s. You're with a bunch of old people. Yeah. And here I am. Like, yeah. there's no way I was going to do this. Sure. And I remember like it was yesterday, the moment where I was like, oh, my. I told them all I had an abortion. And they were like, well, we did, too. Like some of them were mm-hmm. like, I did, too. But they were sure. that, they were sober. So right. I was super like I felt that aha moment of. I am. I belong somewhere. Right. Um, and so that's when it started. That's when it really. I stayed in the sober living. Do we need that? No, you're good. Um, that's when I started. They told me I had to go to meetings. They told me I had to do all this stuff. Um, and so I started doing all these things. Sure. Um, and I stayed with boyfriend, which was <laughs> a bad idea. But I mean, it, it is what it is. Um, sure. But I was with all these people, and they. This boyfriend being original boyfriend or rehab boyfriend? 
No, the original boyfriend that we had, he smoked crack and I'm gonna need car. a I'm gonna need a flow chart of all the boyfriends. <laughs> oh, yeah. you just yeah. wait. It gets... <laughs> I'm sure it does. That's why it's a two parter, folks. Yes. Yeah, that's right. why it's a two parter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that yeah, that's obviously not a good idea for a million reasons. But um, so you were staying at the Oxford House and with him, sort of back and forth kind of. Yeah, thing. and so he moved in. He was he's an addict as well, so he moved into the Oxford House that was on the same street as mine. Because oh, what nice. else would we do? Right. Yeah. Well, you need to have you guys going to get sober by. together. Yeah, exactly. Sober forever and ever. Yeah, we're going to get sober together. I love her so yeah. much. Yeah, I will at least. At least but you know did. what? I did, and yeah. he finally did. He's been sober probably for. Like, I've been sober 25 years. He's been sober probably 15 years now. Yeah, great. Because he started in that process of being introduced. You know, people... Yes. I assume now that everybody knows about the 12 steps or whatever they're... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They don't. People don't know about that there is help out there. They think this is the only way of life. Right. Well, I know know you said... uh, I mean, I could hear your story all day, but I mean, I guess... Let's see. What are we doing on time? We got about 10 minutes. We got about 10 minutes? Yeah. Well, let's... uh, I tell you what. Dive Let's put your story on pause okay. right there, the cliffhanger, and then uh, let's talk about what you have going on with uh, Recovery's Got Talent, yeah. and we'll just touch a little bit on Simply Grace. Um, but okay, so Recovery's Got Talent well, before, is before oh, we ahead. jump in, just yeah. real quick, I just sure. want to say, um, awesome. You know, I love um, I love hearing anybody's story. It's a oh, lot yeah. of fun. And um, I relate to it on a lot of levels. And what you were about to get into, I think, is super critical. Just like introducing people to it, like just yes. that simple part of introducing people to it. I go back to when I was first introduced to this. Like that, it's been a gradual process of changes for yeah. me, right? But um, but that just initial introduction to recovery changed me. The longer that I'm alive, the more I realize how much it changed me right there. That initial just like attraction. And that's what it was. I was like, wow, there's another way to do this thing called life. Yeah. Other than like try and chase happiness and hold on to it as tight as I can. And then that's how I get okay. Like, I think that was just the mentality I had forever. And I was introduced to another way. And I mean, everything's been different since then. But. Yeah, no matter what, whenever you're trying to help somebody, always understand you're at least planting a seed. Planting a seed. Yeah. Those things take root. The result is yeah. not yours. The result yeah. is not left yeah. up to you. Those but. things take root. But really, so thank you for sharing what you have. I can't wait to um, hear the second part of it. So I just wanted to say that. But right. Thank you. And, and thank you for sharing that you have a stinky car. You had a stinky car. I had a stinky Mazda protege that, that, that got a, left that a, in. Uh, that a homeless man named Oscar, <laughs> Oscar yeah. did not want to go in. <laughs> Even he felt violated by Dude. being in your presence. Yes. Oscar was like, ew. I was worse off than Oscar that day. And I knew it. And uh, it was not a good feeling. Yeah. And that I car that car yeah. got left. And I left all my clothes in the trunk, too. Because it, I was all just your like, good, All your good clothes? clothes? All my clothes, period. Clothes? Well, it was, I, it was clear I was about to be homeless again. Right. In yeah. a new city. Yeah. Awesome. And um, I just, you know, all my clothes were in the trunk, and I, I, I wasn't going to carry them around or anything. Sure. So I just, whatever, dude. Lost the girlfriend. You didn't the do car the, and the hold clothes on, you can didn't, go with it. You didn't, hold go. on. You didn't do the rehab suitcase, the trash bag? Oh, I've done that before, The rehab too. suitcase. I've done, but no, not, at <laughs> yeah. the time, no. Well, it's usually like, for the girls that come in, they're just like little grocery bags. I don't right. even have so, a whole trash bag. It's hard to remember. I might have done a trash bag of what I could. Right. Uh, you know, but I don't think so, man. I think I just left it in that apartment complex 
and just walked away. And I walked a lot that night. I walked. That was a bad night. Yeah? Um, but, yeah, I just, you know, uh, that was <laughs> whatever. I have no use for any of it. It's okay, time to well, just. Okay, yeah. I want to I want to hear about that story, too. Okay. But I, I <laughs> want to hear about it because you were getting ready to really go deep. But sure. I want to talk about it a little something. Let's positive. talk about the real stuff, yeah. Yeah. So um, you have something called Recovery's Got Talent yes. that you do in conjunction or as a part of Simply Grace House, which yes. is uh, – why don't you just tell – Tell them what Simply Grace is about. So Simply Grace is a nonprofit organization of sober living homes. Um, We've got an intensive outpatient program. Um, Mm -hmm. We have a thrift store. It's really a community, Mm -hmm. Kelly. It's like an entire community. But what Simply Grace is somebody called and is looking for sober, a high accountability sober living with that's low cost. Mm -hmm. Then they Simply Grace is a perfect fit. I believe in, and I'll tell you all the whole story next time about Spiritual, yeah. emotional, mental, and physical. Sure. Like um, being in sober living. There were some things about Oxford House that that I felt like needed to be different. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where the concept of Simply Grace came from. Well, sure, but I wanted yeah. people to be able to afford it. So right. like we're we're only eight forty a month, uh-huh. but we offer a lot of stuff, right? Sure. So we offer high accountability, high structure. Whereas most what I'm doing, most places are charging at least at least fifteen hundred to five thousand dollars. Sure. So I wanted people that only made minimum wage to be able to afford us. Oh yeah. Because that's the and that's people, the people without I insurance yeah. and yeah. fun stuff like that. I yeah. think that's the spectrum. Yeah. Accountability yeah. and cost, right? Yeah. There are yeah. high cost, low accountability joints if you just yes. want a little break. Yeah. You know, or whatever. Yeah. Right. Then, so yeah. Well, like and so saying. we don't allow men in any of our homes because that was, uh-huh. you know, with me having codependency and love addiction. Sure. We would, the boyfriends could spend the night at Oxford and, or they could come over and oh, you've yeah. got other girls wearing little tiny clothes oh, yeah. around and then all these the, issues. You're no longer a, safe. Yeah. Right. You're yeah. not in a safe place. You're, sure. You feel like, <laughs> oh God, do I come uh, home? Somebody's creepy boyfriend is over there yeah. macking yeah. on you, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then you and the girl yeah. are fighting, whereas yeah. y'all could have a spiritual experience together. Sure. But you can't because that blockage. Y'all could have a sisterhood. Of, yeah. So <laughs> it's um. So simply grace is basically high accountability, low cost for people coming out of treatment or with seven days sober. I really don't do just the seven days sober with no treatment if they're on hero- shooting up heroin. Mm-hmm. That's a scary thing for me. It needs to be. But sure. if they just call us and they whether they've been we're to always twenty times, we're always discriminated against. <laughs> it's no, a you're, scary. One hundred percent right. I mean, it's, it's a scary thing. I've there's had, a reason it has such a high high relapse rate. Yeah. It's, it's a very difficult. And one it to goes with. with. And I'll tell you another thing. It goes with which is I'm about to bring on a whole nother level of codependency work at Simply Grace is when they're. I'm telling you, when they've got a boyfriend that they've been shooting up dope with, mm-hmm. and the boyfriend is anywhere near, they're gonna, not, they are back out there, shooting yeah, dope it, with the boyfriend. It's trigger city. Night, yeah. I'm trigger city. You, and it's not the same with alcohol. It's yeah, not right. the same. And I, I would love to say I'm, it's, I'm not right, but I'm telling you, it's there's a difference. This is mm-hmm. back of experience, not yeah. just. Yeah, right. this is, read this yeah. I've book. been doing this nine yeah. years. So <laughs> you didn't read this in a years. book, all right? <laughs> and so I, so anyway, simply grace is just if people are looking for high accountability, low cost. Right. Simply grace is an amazing right. Well, women, we're a community. women in specific, women only. Yes, yeah, yeah, we are yeah. female only. But we've got a counseling center, a um, IOP, intensive outpatient, which includes 
a kinetic recovery. So it's a workout. Mm-hmm. It's not a just a normal stand, you know, like a normal um, right. typical IOP. I got you. And last year I opened a thrift store to help because I was tired of seeing women um, dig through trash bags to get mm-hmm. clothes oh, that were yeah. donated. Yeah. So I wanted them to have an experience where they it was like a boutique. They go shopping. Yeah. yeah. And it's like actually cool and like. Yeah, if you stuff. see I, our, I haven't been there yet, so he's kind of jelly, so he yeah. doesn't even let me talk I, about I, it. I have thrift store. <laughs> I have thrift store envy. You definitely are a thrift store fanatic. Oh Any yeah. T- anytime I'm I ever hanging out with Kelly, I have I, a problem. I have learned to take my own vehicle because what happens if uh, I'm yeah. in Kelly's vehicle? We are stopping at a thrift store no, somewhere. No, it's uh, automatically. You have to come on, to mine on Siri. Thrift store near and it, and thrift it won't, store near me. <laughs> it won't be quick. No, we're yeah, just stopping in real quick. Yeah, you have to come check it out. Uh, so no, Simply Grace, sure. I would say, is more of a community of women mm-hmm. that are wanting to... Our tagline is empowering women to fulfill their purpose, right? right. Because once I found my purpose, life changed for me. Right. Life okay, really and we'll changed. get into that on yeah. the second yeah, episode. Awesome. But also, real quick, I wanted to bring oh, up Recovery's the Recovery's Got, Got Talent. Yeah, let's yeah, talk yeah, yeah. about the show. So Recovery's Got Talent is the coolest. Um, Lindsay Rail, who is with Grace Counseling, and mm-hmm. I... I told her about an idea I had because there's so many talented women in Simply Grace. So Recovery's Got Talent is like America's Got Talent, but it's people only in recovery. Sure. They get to perform March 19th at a really beautiful venue, um, and people get to watch it. The where, theme where is this that year, venue? Annette Strauss Square in downtown Dallas. Okay, yeah, and it's on um, Flora Street, right? Uh, Flora, yes, yeah. Flora Street. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, the unfortunately, the, the show is sold out, but we are going to do Facebook Live. But it's just an amazing – so the theme this year is Fear is a Liar. Right. Uh-huh. So these people that had dreams of singing and and being comedians and all this were mm-hmm. cut short because of addiction. And then even after their addiction, they felt like I can't do this. They're scared. So fear was telling them they couldn't. Right. Um, and so they get to get on this beautiful stage and perform yeah. and kind of allow their dreams to take flight. Right. Sure. And be. And that was the one thing that is my passion is creating experiences for people sober, right? Yeah. Because had I not had those experiences getting sober and going to dances and fellowship and all, I wouldn't Uh have stayed around at 19 years old and had the life I have today. Fear or, you know, like something that they gave up in their addiction. It's like a a passion. Yeah. And then, you know, priorities change, right? So you give it up and then all of a sudden you get sober and you pick it back up. That's really cool. So so, um, since people cannot buy the tickets... They can actually can they go to the website and Absolutely. like if they want to uh, okay a and is that, I know it's going to be on Facebook Live but then if anybody wants to donate to if anybody yes. wants to donate they Simply can go Grace. to simplygracehouse.org and there's a donate button okay um and you can always donate to us we always need even if you want to donate like a lot of people don't want to give money but they want to give like toilet paper because we provide everything for the women sure. toilet paper paper towels cleaning supplies laundry detergent That's coffee yeah. creamer clothes. Clothes, yeah. yeah. Well, in our thrift store, you know, we take furniture, everything. Yeah, sure. So um, if you just want to reach out to us, our number is on our website about any of these things that you have. Or if you have something that you want to share with the women, you know. Um, I mean, this is about helping people um, change their life, right? And, and yeah. building a community. And people know that the Simply Grace community, I mean, it's we're, we love people, man. We, right. we want well, to help I mean, people. and that's, you know, I think that's what I love about the sober vortex and yeah. everything is that you know we're all here i'm i'm here and yeah. nolan's here to tell people about stuff that they might not, they know, might not about, know about and you're here to provide that service yeah. yeah so and i love it i love that full circle moment but um hey i um weston 
Hi, how are you? <laughs> um, I guess uh, we're gonna go ahead and yeah, uh, let's wrap this uh, up. wrap it up for Part this Uno. week. Yeah, uh, don't forget these shirts will be up on the website uh, djkellyreverb.com soon. And then we will be Lone playing. Lone Star's up now. Oh, Lone Star's up now, Lone of course. Lone Star's up now. Yes. You want to grab this bad boy. Kelly's and will this be up bad soon. boy will be up. Mine is not. It's just good vibes. <laughs> it's not just for good vibes, sorry. people. There we go. We just, I'm providing good vibes here. There we go. Um, but, uh, you know, if you want to cue us up on the music and play us out, Maestro. Yeah, man. Weston, that's you. Thank you, uh, everyone, for listening. Hey, thanks yeah, for but joining. thanks for listening. Uh, we'll, we'll have our, we're going to film it now. But magically, she will appear next week. Yes. Next we're gonna, Friday. We're going to hop in our time machine, travel forward a week, right. film this, <laughs> go back a week, and let you back And, Nol- and Nolan and I will trade shirts. I'll put on a hat or something. <laughs> or, That's no, what I'll, I'll do. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll trade shirts. Yeah, yeah, there, there you go. I'll go get my hat out of my car. <laughs> All right. Hey, machine. guys. Well, <laughs> you know, uh, I appreciate you listening. Yeah. Be sure and tune in next week. And remember, there is no magic pill for sobriety. Because if there was, we would all take too many. Indeed, indeed. Thanks Thank for listening, you. guys. Bye. Oh, hey. <laughs>